what's up? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services on the commute, Cleveland, Ohio. It's what's today? Wednesday, uh, January 9th. Um, we're in the Ford Fusion Hybrid Studio. I have my first guest ever, Nicole Rashid. She's uh, an associate at Fast Real Estate Services. We're gonna we're talking real estate, commercial, residential, multifamily apartment buildings, buying, selling, leasing, property management, construction management, and consulting. So Nicole has a buyer um, for, and she's a, a newer commercial agent. But um, you know, in this market, we we do residential, we do. Uh, multifamily and we do commercial so she's um, working with the buyer and uh, the buyer I get this a lot from people now that information is so available um, that an investor buys a house and then um, a buyer or after the investor rehabs the house and puts a lot of money into it the uh, buyer sees what they paid for the house and then they have an objection just because they don't want or they think that um, the person selling the house is making too much money um, by selling the house at, at a retail price. So, um, Nicole, why don't you say hi? Hello, oh. everyone. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. What, why don't you uh, give everybody your story, how, how you got involved in real estate and you know how you got uh, why you got your license and you know just your basic uh, how, how you got involved and well, where you are today my dad came over here from Lebanon in the 60s and how they really started making money was um, investing in properties and rentals and I've always grown up around it and I've been with him doing it, watching what he does, and I just really fell in love with the business, and I emulated him, so I decided to go get my license, and here I am today. Nice, nice. So, and so, you know, newer, as newer agents, and any agents, like, you've been following me on here, um, you know, we, we're brutally honest, we don't, uh, uh, fabricate anything, so there, I mean, there, it's not all, um, what you see on TV where you just buy a house for cheap, uh, rehab it, make all this money. I mean, there's a lot in between. There's a lot of uh, uh, people who lose money and so on and so forth. So we're talking about uh, some, uh, she's working with a buyer. They want to buy a house in a, a suburb of Cleveland. And uh, now they're seeing how much the seller paid for the house and it's significantly lower than what the asking price is. And, but um, they put a lot of money into rehabbing the house. So we were talking um, about uh, rehab and uh, I've rehabbed dozens of houses myself. And uh, let's see, how many square feet is this house? It's uh, 1,100, a little over 1,100. 1,100, okay. So my starting point for rehab, all in cost when it, when it comes, and that includes everything uh holding costs like taxes uh, utilities materials labor all of that stuff um varies but it goes anywhere from 35 to 50 bucks a square foot so what if you multiply 1100 square feet let's be conservative and say it costs the guy 50 dollars a square foot to rehab this house what what do you come up with Fifty-five thousand dollars. Fifty-five thousand, and how much do they 
purchase the house for? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. So how how much is this guy all in? So it sounds like eighty four thousand. Eighty four thousand, and he's asking for how much? One thirty five. One thirty five. Okay. So then, um, that one thirty five price because it's uh, listed by an agent. There's uh, probably six percent of um, uh, commission. So six percent commission on one thirty five is about. Uh, I don't know, nine grand, ten grand almost. Yeah, eight grand. Eight, eighty-one hundred. Okay, so that that comes off the top. Um, what did we say he had? Uh, this, how much money he had into the house? Eighty-four, I believe. Eighty-four plus another eighty-one hundred. So that's uh, ninety thousand. The guy has into the house, and then he's asking um, one thirty-five, right? So that's a spread of probably about thirty, forty thousand. Um, maybe yeah, less. And then there's closing costs, so that's going to be like anywhere between six to eight thousand. I don't know. Is this person? Are they going through an FHA loan? They are. Yeah. So there's going to be <laughs> so FHA loan. Um, uh, they're going to have to go through an FHA appraisal, which always entails some kind of repairs. Um, in order for the uh, loan to get approved, so you know, add a couple thousand dollars for those repairs. Uh because it's usually more expensive electrical, uh, life safety type thing. So those aren't cheap. Um, so, you know, let's say... He also he, is gonna be going to uh, be replacing the garage floor that's all cement too. And okay, sure so that's that, another couple grand. So right. you can see like all these, these costs add up. You know, the guy, at the end of the day, this guy's going to be probably into this house for maybe 100, 105,000. So $30,000 is um a reasonable profit um i think it's a fair profit for somebody to make especially we're gonna we haven't pulled comps yet on this house but um you know i i'm a, i'm thinking this is a four bedroom house 1100 square feet um the comps are going to be close they're going to be anywhere between 115 to 130,000. this guy's asking 135 so you know the bottom line is if you're working with a the buyer then um you're You've got to let. Uh, first of all, you got to show them facts, you know, because this is an emotional purchase. This is why sometimes I don't like uh, dealing with residential buyers or sellers because um, they have a lot of emotion into the purchase. That they don't see it rationally based on numbers and and all of that. So um, you know, you, you you got to give them as much much facts as possible, and you have to uh, get them to understand what is the what are you willing to pay for the house? Because if they really like the house and um, they, you know, and I'm assuming you saw several houses with these people. We did. And then this was probably the best house. This um, was the best house. This is the only one they could afford with four bedrooms um, in the area that they really want close to family. And it looks like, is this a ranch? It, it is like? a ranch, okay, yes. So. Uh, most of the houses, we saw, only one of them had a basement and upper floor okay. besides a condo. So right. Yeah, because we're Olmstead Falls is sort of like a rural area, um, so there weren't many two-story homes. There was, because of there was a plenty of land, people built ranches, and you know, so you know, so my point is that they're not going to find, probably not going to find anything else in the market um, at this time unless they sit around and wait to. Um, you know, get a deal like this with, uh, unless they, they're willing to do work on a house and pay 
you know, if they want to pay a lot less, then that's what they're going to have to compromise. So you got to get your buyers to understand that uh, those are the risks if they try to lowball offers, which, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, anticipating this buyer is going to want to uh, lowball an offer because they're coming in today at, uh, uh, this afternoon to uh, write an offer for the property. So, um, yeah, we just have to be uh, ready and um, prepared to show them comps and to estimate what uh, the, the seller has into the house and all of that stuff so that they understand this is why they're paying the price that they pay. And uh, because people don't purchase houses every day, they don't really understand how to uh, value uh, a property or price a house. They just, again, going on emotions, now that they've seen that this guy bought the house for $30,000, they're thinking, well, you know, why can't I just buy it for 60? You know, well, you know, we, we're gonna show this buyer that the seller, you know, has put a lot of money into the house uh, already. So that's what they're trying to recoup. And, uh, you know, there's only so far a, a seller will go. You know, I flipped uh, a bunch of houses and, you know, I know how much work and time and effort and heartache and, you know, just uh, arguing with contractors and everything in between, keeping the house secure um, and all of that to know that, you know, they're not going to compromise much when it comes to the price. These people usually know what they're doing. They're investors. They, um, uh, or they might, you know, they might have bought the house too, too expensive, and they they went over budget on their rehab costs. So, um, you know, they're they're it's going to be very hard to get somebody like that to budge on a price, especially when they've established it. So. And um, another thing I'm running into with my buyer is that they're not willing to do any remodeling. They want a house that's fully remodeled. Right, in turnkey. Even so. one that has um, appliances. So right, they, and these, um, they're brand new appliances in this? Right, yeah. brand new. Are they nice appliances? Very nice. Uh, it doesn't have a refrigerator, washer, or dryer, but um, dishwasher, stove, is like a floor burner griddle in okay. the middle, you know, right. stainless steel. Sure, so I'm seeing a lot of that nowadays, um, Kinez Homes. Uh, at least the, the houses that I've seen, um, they don't put in, the only thing they put in is a dishwasher. No, no stove, no refrigerator, but everything else is top notch as far as the rehab goes. So I've seen uh, that as a trend that uh, rehabbers are not putting in the expensive appliances because that uh, saves them a couple of thousand um, right there, just uh, not putting those things in. I, I've seen them mostly put dishwashers and uh, over, the range microwaves and that's about it so you know you could spend you know up to a thousand bucks uh on a range and a thousand to two thousand bucks on a fridge so that right there um you know reduces the, the rehabber's cost and um you know i think that's a, a smart thing to do so um what else what else are you uh running into with these buyers anything as far as I mean hopefully we'll get an offer written at least on this property um, and then let's say they don't write an offer they're asking quite they want questions answered from the seller right so what right. are those they, questions they want to know about um, exactly all the work that he did there so they want to know about did you redo the electrical did you redo the plumbing um, how's the foundation all sorts of questions like that where we really don't know everything that um, he had done and what was 
right. you know, existing. Sure. But and I we, will be right. And you that. and you can ask those questions. They may or may not disclose that. I mean, the, the only thing they can just dis- they have to disclose is on the property disclosure. So, have you gotten that? Um, I have not yet, but I um, talked to. I did ask him for it. So is it? The, we're it, was, it wasn't for, attached on the MLS. It was not attached okay, on so the they MLS. they need they need to submit that. So that's really all that the seller has to. I mean, it, obviously, if you want to sell the house, you're going to try to give as much information to the buyer to satisfy their needs and to get them comfortable. But um, you know, I'll take a look at the pictures. I I, I can have a, a good guess of what they've done with the property and then some some different questions that really when I go in with the buyer the biggest concerns um, uh, about any house are, are the roof the foundation the furnace and um, the electrical and then maybe plumbing depending on you know what uh, right. what I see there did they put in new plumbing like PEX plumbing did you see in the basement if, if the there's no was... basement oh it's on a slab it's a slab okay. right so I'm not really sure uh Everything looks brand new, though. Um, right. I know the furnace is brand new. The hot water tank's brand new. Um, the plumbing for the washer and dryer hookups and all that stuff, it all looked um, pretty new. So. Right. Columbia Station, is it uh, the houses that you've seen um, They typically don't have basements? On that street, yeah, all the houses are okay. slabs. Okay, and they didn't have a, an objection about not having a basement. No, no, they they okay. don't mind at all. So there there shouldn't be any foundation issues. Is this a house on a hill? No. Okay, if it's on flat ground, I mean, uh, unless ground is shifting and there's been an earthquake, there's the the foundation part should be still um, pretty much in place. And uh, unless they didn't do the foundation correctly, uh, unless you see big cracks on the outside exterior or on the inside. Um, that show shifting, you know, I highly doubt that there's anything wrong with the foundation here. So the bit bigger concern would be the roof. So that would be something that you would ask the seller, like, um, did they replace the roof or how old they think the roof is? Um, do you remember if it was dimensional shingles or just a flat, um, uh, older looking regular, shingles? Regular shingles? Like it looked yeah. like that, shingles. Okay, so they're not dimensional. Uh, dimensional shingles came out probably 10 years ago. So, um, and that, that became the gold standard for people because um, it adds texture, it looks more modern. Um, so if you see a flat roof that looks, you know, really uh, flat and smooth, then th- those are not dimensional shingles. And so you can guess that the roof is at least 10 years old. Usually roofs last um, anywhere between uh, 20 to 25 years. So they still got some good life in it unless you saw anything weird looking with the roof like uh, moss or any kind of uh, like wavy looking or you know obviously if you see shingles missing then that's an issue so those are the things that you know I focus my buyer on everything else um, is uh, really not that big of a deal and uh, um, again if, if they're not willing to pay that price then you know I'll put in their offer if they want to lowball it, but um, you know, you're, again, you're constantly communicating and preparing the buyer for um, the expected outcome because that's why they uh, are using you or, or need you as an agent, as the expert and professional to tell them, like, because they a lot of times people think they know what's going to happen, and then if you can um, 
accurately predict and show them like look this is what's going to happen um then you know then then uh they will see okay i should have listened to you or you were right type of um thing and then you'll gain confidence in them like i have a, a deal right now um go, and you'll you'll run into this uh people going through a divorce situation and uh one of the spouses is looking for another house to buy and then they're looking to get a loan on that house if there's no legal separation um or any kind of written document about an agreement to have the spouse sign off on the loan and also on the property um they had because in ohio you have to have uh your spouse's consent um because of dower rights uh, for any kind of loans any kind of uh, title or deeds and things like that um so that's gonna i know that's gonna be an issue i've told the buyer this already and then when when the uh, difficulties come when it's time to be at the closing table and the spouse doesn't want to sign then i'm going to say i told you so and you know it's not gonna again it's you've done all you can to tell your buyer what is going to happen and they should have listened to you and and so on and so forth now if you mess up and are wrong then you know hopefully you'll have a a good explanation for that or you know you're you're giving them different options you know everything's not absolute uh, there's uh probability for things to happen so more than likely you can say you know if you start saying absolute like this is absolutely or always going to happen um that might not uh work in your favor at the end of the day but um if you are uh telling people more than likely especially when you say i've been in these situations before here's what's here's what's happened in the past then you know hopefully they'll 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 take your advisement and um go from there so we'll uh come back and tell you the outcome of this situation um later on today so we'll uh, come back with a, with another segment later on to see what what happened after the meeting What's up, people? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate. At the end of the day, well, not at, it's actually the middle of the day. It's 4.30 for me in regards to work that needs to be done. But it's at uh, the normal end of the day for most people. And um, just recapping what happened, I uh, thank Nicole Rashid for being on as the first guest ever on the podcast. And uh, we were talking about uh, buyers and uh, what their expectations are and uh, as far as uh, trying to negotiate deals. Um, and long story short, yeah, it's the reason why, I, in my opinion, buyers and sellers need experienced real estate agents and brokers is that, you know, they don't do this um these transactions on a daily basis so there's a lot even though the internet provides a lot of information there's a lot of misconceptions about how to deal with um, offers and things like that we we talked earlier that the uh, buyers were uh, sort of emotional or hung up about how much money the seller was making on the property now um 
you know, I guess that all boils down to how much you're willing to pay for a property and how much the market is willing to pay. And if you um, don't uh, offer a price based on um, because you think that the seller is making too much money on the property, then you're probably in the wrong mindset to buying a property. Now you can negotiate, you can lowball, but um, if you really want the house and it fits your criteria, and if the market is, there's other people that are demanding this house, um, then you know you should offer the best price that you can in order to uh, get the property. So if your buyers are focusing on things like how much money the, the seller is making um, and uh, things like that, then um, that could be a problem. Now, you know, they were supposed to put in a purchase contract offer on the property and then they decided um, uh, not to. And um, so, you know, they, they weren't really ready to, you know, make an offer and they're looking at other houses. So hopefully, well, you know, they, they understand too. You want to explain to them that, you know, if they really wanted to make an offer on the original house, then they would, uh, they're at risk for losing that house, uh, especially if they can't find anything in the market that fits their criteria. So, um, you know, try to advise your clients about that. And I think they're aware and uh, we'll see if they pull the trigger on buying a house. But as an agent, you got to put yourself in their shoes. You got to, um, show that you're the expert uh, by experience and by uh, predicting or being able to uh, comfortably uh, assure your clients that um, you've done this before, this is what is probably going to happen If and some of the risks and consequences of decisions that they make, um, you know, so you're, you are their counselor when it comes to buying a house and try to stick to the facts. Um, comps and you know how much money the seller may have uh, put into the house or if you can get that information directly from the seller and show them that you know they're not making as much money as you think not like uh, you see on TV where if somebody buys a house and then um, it, in a few days it's it's transformed you know all that stuff costs a ton of money and you know what what we found with some of our houses, we were averaging 35 to 50, 60 bucks a square foot to renovate some of these houses, mostly cosmetic stuff. We're not putting in new furnaces and new mechanical systems and things like that. But, um, you know, and, and to build a house nowadays, it's anywhere between 75 and 100 bucks a square foot, brand new. So uh, you got to keep that in mind. Um, again, facts uh, will keep the um, negotiations rational um, instead of emotional so try your best to do that so at the end of the day they decided not to put in an offer so um, and then we ended our day by checking on some properties again um, you know property management is an easy thing it's just uh, a lot of time effort and um, communicating with your owners uh, that you are at their properties, you know, just doing the best you can to, to check on them, to take care of them, so on and so forth. So 
now, um, you know, we need to, um, figure out, uh, what am I trying to say now? Now we just need to figure out, um, how to get them to, uh, put in an offer, be confident in the offer, and then get into the house of, uh, sometimes their dreams. So, uh, so you got a, a big responsibility as a real estate agent to keep those things in mind and, uh, you know, just put yourself in their shoes and, but at the same time, you got to use your expertise and experience to get them through the process. Um, and then property management is just a matter of effort. It's just like, uh, you know, I coach basketball, it's defense. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have a lot of skill. You just have to put in a lot of effort and heart into it and, um, do the best that you can. And, you know, things will, should, and will work out uh, for the better. Um, with that, we're going to let you go. We'll be back tomorrow talking about more deals um i'll uh, i'll focus on some commercial deals uh and the progress i'm making on some of them that you've heard uh already in in the, the most recent episodes so we will be back with an update on those so until then keep thinking keep learning but most importantly just keep doing